0: i'm siri i'm like ray but i'm a witcher and i'm gonna be a great witcher and me and Geralt, we're gonna be the best witchers of all the witches <laughs> that's how i hear siri in my head oh god bless her he has to make plenty of compromising decisions to protect siri once he's decided to do that spoiler alert is at the end of the season already and it's gonna be the whole thing is gerald and siri i'm siri i'm gonna be a witcher with gerald the best witcher of all the witches. You called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. the Bizzle. Yo, the Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Alright, folks, welcome back to The Witcher Commentary, Season 1, Episode 5. They call it Bottled Appetites, but this is The Last Wish. It's the story of The Last Wish, which is the last story, and the book The Last Wish, which is the first Witcher book, and one of the two books, along with Sword of Destiny, as we've been talking about, that all of this is based on. And guys, even though I made lots of great predictions about The Witcher, specific ones like Anya Chalotra was going to be amazing, all the way to the fact that I said this was going to be as popular and loved as Game of Thrones, of course, I couldn't have imagined this would happen already in the first season where it's the most watched show in the world, and while critics are clueless as usual about this show, fans absolutely love it, and they haven't even seen anything yet because these are the, you know, crazy fairy tale origins of all the characters. Here's Istrid being, oh man, what's he doing? I forgot Istrid was in this one after, uh, Jens, uh, uh, Yenna, as he calls her in the books, transformation Oh, it's not Istrid. Wait, what? Okay, whatever, I don't know what's going on here The point is, this is the first Not only the, f- the first meeting of Geralt and Yennefer Along with Dandelion, as we'll see Off in the book, and as I mentioned In the last episode uh, w- With Clancy, and Duny the Hedgehog And Pavetta, and all the craziness th- th- That in this Are unbelievably lo- lo- Loyal in both spirit and-, and how they unfold And even dialogue bits and tons of character stuff um, uh, 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 As loyal as I could have possibly Imagine and then some to what's in the books Right, so this is the this is the changeling, um, and Kahir's going to use this guy to uh, you know. So Cahir, this guy Kahir is I haven't properly explained that is an agent of spoiler alert <laughs> Dooney the Hedgehog, who's not Dooney yet, or I'm sorry, he, who's not Emperor Amir yet. And so this is all kind of bizarre. This guy's coming after Siri on behalf of Nilfgaard. I guess there's another ruler of Nilfgaard at this point. Still unclear about you know what and how uh, Dooney survives uh, at sea when Pavetta perishes, and they, they, they both supposedly die, somehow Dooney survives and becomes Emperor Amir uh, Nilfgaard, father of Syria who wants to hunt her down for nefarious means, not the really sweet guy that t- the, the hedgehog turned into in the last episode, that's down the road um, but it's also an example of when I was doing research for this, I was like was there any source material about Yennefer, because again the meaning in this episode, in terms of the books, is the first time we meet Yennefer, not just the first time Geralt meets Yennefer, but the first time we meet Yennefer, and so in the book, it's actually kind of hard to understand and fit in with everything, because if you've played the game, or have read further and read the other books, you know, Yennefer is complicated and can be mean and nasty and makes some really tough and bad choices at times, depending on your point of view, you know, she is just really evil and unlikable and awful by the time we meet her in the book, and Geralt goes even further than this episode because you've got time in the book to stretch out and so forth, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and, and with all the magical craziness and them yelling at each other and blah 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 which you know is is indicative of their future relationship, but the genie in the bottle thing you know is weird even for the fairy tale esque nature of the last wish you know obviously the series gets a lot more sort of straight fantasy epic as it goes along but this part with Dooney the Hedgehog in this episode of the last wish it's still very much a fairy tale and a fairy tale f- uh, feel here it is the, the my you know I, I've been complaining about this you know <laughs> Moussack very much does not die In, in the books In fact, he returns home to Skellige becomes even more of a, a druid In touch with nature And then he comes back in the games And so he's around... Again, I've been avoiding reading the Brokilon chapter in Sword of Destiny because it's so different in Lauren history. The showrunner, as I have mentioned, has been doing an excellent, excellent job of explaining the very difficult decision they ultimately made to, to, the, the biggest change was going to be series journey, Brokilon forest in general. You know, this guy being killed, replicated by a double or a, a doppel or doppelganger, as they call him in the books, a shapeshifter. Here he is. Um, this one um and uh it, it, you know it, it- <laughs> They, they wanted to have a bad guy sneak up on Ciri And the books, Brocolon Forest itself is the menacing thing And the Dryads aren't going to let her go under pain of death And Geralt has to negotiate it It's a very difficult decision by the runners The showrunners and the people in charge and the writers and so forth At Netflix to make that big change And so I'm specifically that's the one chapter I'm not going to read As I do these commentaries because it is so, so very different um, You know, they, they keep her building up how evil Fr- Franchilla is I, I don't know if any of that was necessary I don't know if they needed another storyline. Um, but ultimately this is actually not about Moustic really, and it's not even really about Siri, but setting up Kahir's character because Kahir is serving the Emperor, and then he's gonna fail, and then the Emperor is gonna give him another shot. Um Although, I guess... No, this makes sense. Sorry, guys. I got the timelines wrong. So, this is in the quote-unquote present. Siri's on the run. They're trying to find Siri. That's why they're, you know, going to kill Mausack and, 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 uh, and take his likeness um, with the doppel. Uh, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As, as you guys have seen, having watched it, and we'll get to it with, you know, Siri should have... Uh, she's putting it together slowly, but it's the elf boy that really puts it together that this guy's a phony. Um, not not the real Moussack, but the Moussack. Oh, this Moussack... And they're going to kill him, I was like, here. Everything you've ever done, ever debated. Right, this is the weird thing about doppelgangers, is that they can take on, you know, the sword-fighting abilities, you know, of Geralt. I mean, it's not just looking like them, but they really uh, absorb uh, their life. And so, while this particular doppelganger event, as far as I remember, it has no basis in the books. There are stories about doppels, um, doubles, uh, creatures, Uh, and the ways in which they trick people but they're also discriminating against like elves and dwarves whatever we'll get back to that okay back to the last wish part of the reason they're starting here with not the last wish is because they really want to focus on the Geralt and the Yennefer stuff that's coming up here it comes Um, but guys so back to my predictions so I made some great predictions about The Witcher, The Witcher in general being hugely successful, Um, you know, it was one of my best predictions, uh, but it was so obvious to me because everything coming out that we were hearing looked amazing, and the material was so amazing, I was like, they're going to nail this, they got a great showrunner who I already know and like from Daredevil and the Defenders and so forth, also, side note, a lot of female writers who worked heavily on Daredevil, the Defenders, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and so forth. So, it was already a team that knew how to work together, that worked with Netflix. Completely different property, but it's still a genre property. Just a quick side note. But guys, I, I also me a culpa when I need to me a culpa. And I need to me a culpa that. I di- it wasn't just that I didn't think they could pull this off, I- and certainly I didn't think they could pull it off well, uh, th- and they pulled it off spectacularly, but guys, I didn't even think they would do this. I didn't think they would try and do The Last Wish. I thought, based on the trailers, but also common sense and rationality, like, this would be the one story to retcon and just have the meet at court or whatever. I did not think they had the balls, but goddamn Lauren Hissrek, the showrunner, and her people are some of the ballsiest motherfuckers a long time in television And they said fuck it We've already had time to introduce Yennefer And so now it's contextualized And she's, even though she acts pretty bad In this episode, you know And then the big fight with Geralt in the next episode Where you see how immature she still is And insecure and so forth it, it, You know, it, we already have more context Than in the book where the first time Through The Last Wish you're like This story's crazy and it, You know, a beautiful enchantress sounds amazing But she sounds really awful and selfish Which she still is But at least we have the context now of getting the Anna for Mac story So that actually really works For them in this Look at her Anya Chalotra Mmm and by the way guys I didn't predict that she was going to blow people away just because of her beauty because as a 23 year old she was already directing episodes and you could tell just from the screenshots of you know ugly Yennefer and the way what she was doing with her body before I even heard one word out of her mouth it was like okay this, this young woman is acting her face off and then you hear her and she has a very 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 uh, refined regal English accent which is of course w- what Yennefer would put on even though that's not her natural accent having come from like you know rural homestead or Whatever, before they sold her into slavery, aka Enchantress Academy, um, <clears throat> aka Adult Hogwarts, uh, with Tessiah, her mentor. Anyways, I did not think they were gonna have the balls to fucking take this on. But they took it on, and it is so loyal. And so, right now, we're already, because they've been dwelling so heavily, or they dwell completely early on With uh, setting up the Moussack double Who's going to go after Syria, whatever, blah 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 And now we're with Yennefer And I remember at this point being like, okay I know enough of this, you know Because I'd stayed away from the episode descriptions But I'd heard they were definitely doing the last wish I'm like, how far are they going to go with this And so far, it could go any way It can go a- you know, a- any sort of different way but as soon as we see a uh, 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 Geralt and Dandelion fighting over the, 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 the genie bottle in, in a way that's sort of humorous but reminiscent of, you know, Deagle and Smeagol fighting over the one rig, Dandelion thinks he wins and immediately starts wishing death and torture and suffering on his rivals and then women who he wants to sleep with who haven't slept with him, that they're going to want to sleep with him. Which, of course, you know, by the rules of Aladdin and, the, and Robin Williams' genie and Aladdin, and there are all things that he can't do he can't kill people can't make fall in love so that's hilarious on its own But this is all from the book. This is all from the book. Yennefer needs to settle down and do a business. And what's cool about this scene, and this is one I know know it happens in the book or or is talked about in the book, she's showing her skills, and they're like, basically, like, you can stay here, but you're under house arrest. Like, we'll let you have clients because we see how powerful you are, and there's maybe a need for your services. Now she just wants to make money, improve her power. (laughs) Look at how just... Disturbed And and Self-absorbed Anya is As Yennefer She's so great Everyone loves her I I knew that Her You know Being a person of color Would be dispelled I thought It would be dispelled Because of how great she is And while there's been Some complaints About some secondary characters Or like The armor of the Guardian, Stupid stuff like that Everyone seems to love Yennefer And she's already become Already More than Khaleesi Or Arya Stark Or whatever Like a hero of the female fantasy lovers out there Their entire counts Of course my favorite You know uh, I haven't done it yet You know uh, sh- Her perfume that Geralt's Constantly thinking about And talking about Is lilac and gooseberries That's like her You know her perfume That's her scent And that's what Geralt's Always thinking about Is her smell Not her face Not even her voice Although he does get her voice In her, his head uh, Like an like angel and devil On his shoulder uh, But it's her smell But you know When you listen to, to, to Peter Kenny read it With the, with the British it's Lilac and Gooseberries, you know, Gooseberries, it's hard, it's hard for an American to say Lilac and Gooseberries, and so one of the accounts online that I'm following that's just a straight Yennefer account, worshipping her, uh, is just called Lilac and Gooseberries, bitch, so shout out to Lilac and Gooseberries, bitch, but look, look at her, look at that smile, how easily she gives up the handcuffs, so they're gonna put on what's called Demetrium. so Demetrium is like, you know, adamantium or vibranium, but it's specifically an unbreakable, um, a, a metal that's meant for spellcasters only in blocks their, their spell ability as well as chaining them. And, but, but it, it, it's totally, um, it, it, um, in simpatico with the, with the, the story here, the, the dryads again. I need to make a few corrections and additions to dryads. That's gonna have to wait yet again because of the A storyline here with Yennefer. Uh, which, by the way, is, this is the first A storyline with, you know, the Yennefer that we're gonna know for the rest of the series. Beautiful, um, super. Super powerful, but getting increasingly disturbed and somewhat uh, flirting with evil, Yennefer you know, the transformation episodes in 2 and 3, she had a lot of screen time but it wasn't the central story so this is the A storyline and so it was important that we, that even though they started with the series subplot because they just wanted to get that going because they knew once, just like with the wedding episode last time, they knew once the insanity got going with Dandelion uh, uh, Geralt and Yennefer that, you know everything else was going to be forgotten so they had to do this series stuff early, Oh, look at Siri uh, side note, for people 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 who are not familiar with the books and don't know what's coming... I could see it it, it being like Siri, feeling like just like a a helpless Disney princess character but the reason I'm always doing my Siri impressions is because immediately in the second book she's training with the witchers for a couple years and all of a sudden she's cocky and confident and you know bragging and you know thinks she thinks she's a witcher she basically thinks she's a boy or wants to be a boy and Geralt's her idol and even though the guys you know some of them love her openly like Uncle Vesemir um, uh, but some of them are assholes uh, uh, like Lambert, but all of them really love her and she loves and, and looks up and worships all of, looks up to and worships all of them. And so, you know, when you get this series, which is very loyal to the early series in the or, or the first series we get in the last couple chapters of Sword of Destiny, you have to keep in mind the I'm Siri and I'm gonna be the best witch of all the witches. And Carol says that my sword fighting is getting better, but that I'm always leaving my left guard open and she starts talking super fast and she's enthusiastic. And everything And she's doing all the tests And she's trying to do cartwheels And she's got bruised And battered all over But she loves it Cause she's gonna be the witcher She's gonna be the best witcher Of all the witches Um <laughs> She does not even care She doesn't even care about magic And enchantress stuff source, And all that thing So she learns about that And that she can't avoid it Cause that's her destiny Everyone's got multiple destinies Here we go Here we go I don't think this is a coincidence They That they This This set Or this location With the With the pond And them fighting over the thing its definitely I think A, a visual um, a, a Nod a, 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 or just a general Nod to Deagle and Smeagol uh, 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 You know fighting over The ring so this is exactly the kind of thing that happens in the book is that they won't have seen each other for 10 years and all of a sudden they run across each other and it's like nothing ever happened but you know that you know dandelion is always seeking out the witcher and the witcher is attracted to dandelion or uh, jaskier uh jaskier because you know he he doesn't realize ever or or not for a while that it's his best buddy bream I'm just listing fish that I know. I'm not fishing. This is great. I can't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I I I will approve more of Dandelion's clothes. He's starting to dress more like the dandy that is Dandelion. So, again, as I talked about it with Simi Clemo and others before the series, when I, or even before they were reading the book, I talked about how, while this is a classic story, again, it's called The Last Wish, in the book The Last Wish, which is the first book, and it's the last story in that first book, I can't fucking sleep, that's the first time we really see Geralt angry. And they're you know they they're teasing obviously the fact that they're gonna have a bro breakup uh, next episode which is completely on Garal obviously not Dandelion um, who you know again is so much more likable and all of his annoyingness and arrogance is you know is, is the endearing of the endearing and self deprecating sort I, I think um, that's how I'm experiencing it and everyone else seems to love uh, love Joey Betsy as as Dandelion A.K.A here, so i don't think i'm alone in that but right up here is when i knew that they were gonna really go for it because immediately dandelion is is not talking about anything in relation to what's going on and then he's gonna see the magic lamp immediately steal it from gerald the way Smeagol and eagle fight over the ring and then he immediately starts wishing death and suffering on his on his enemies, and you know lust and and desire to sleep with him on, on the women who have refused to do so, and. The, the, and it's straight from the book. the The wishes that he makes, the you know, the 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 forbidden wishes by Aladdin rules that he makes are completely from the book. And that's when I knew they were really going to go for it and be super loyal, including the elf that has a physical attraction to Yennefer and tries to warn Geralt away. Um, and he's sort of sad, but he realizes that it was not meant to be. And dandelions' role is being sick and and, and that being the thing where Geralt finally oh here it is. This is them fighting over the ring. This is for sure. A, 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 Andy Circus thing I think yep boom up oh, they opened the top so yeah <laughs> bit of an anticlimax. so you know the big twist is especially when you're reading the book for the first time or if you watch this for the first time and haven't read the book you know the big twist is that it seems because Dandelion's making the wishes and he's holding it that uh, he's the one getting the wishes, but it's actually the, the the cap to the to it that Geralt's holding that that catalyzes the wishes, or the genie has chosen Geralt as being the worthy one, and clearly Dandelion is not a worthy one, or certainly less worthy or trustworthy than than uh, than, than Geralt. They just smashed it. Oh, this is how it happens. This is how it happens, It is Geralt slices it after it breaks. The genie's already trying to kill. He throws an Ard sign across the water, and he can see the black spirit... And so it infects, it infects Dandelion. The Witcher takes it on himself. He thinks he's he's preemptively saving Dandelion, or at least ending the genie threat by cutting himself, but it does give him the wishes, and the big twist is that nobody, including Yennefer and Geralt, realize until the last minute that Geralt's the one with the wishes. And this is great. Immediately this you know, this is how all all bromances or just friendships you know really get going is you act like you hate each other you yell at each other you fight but then the other one is about to, you know as on death's doorstep here's the elf he's gonna warn Geralt away and like in the book you know it's gonna become quite clear that he is a thing for Yennefer but because he's been sort of watching and studying Yennefer in a sort of non-creepy way just crushing on her um you know he can't even access her even if he wanted to you know she's locked up at the top of her 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 uh her house or whatever seeing clients she's not going to see him because she's not interested but he does know as someone who's both been studying yennefer and in love with her but also being an elf and understanding magic inherently much better he knows how fucking evil she is or or how close she is um, and what's great about this is, is, is They do play how sick and, and grossly sick Dandelion is And how he slowly Goes in, into uh, you know more and more d- delude, uh, Deluded states But by the time Geralt throws him on top of the orgy And he's just sitting there With, with girls boobs everywhere Again A very Game of Thrones trope With the orgy, the nudity That turns out To be a gag involving Dandelion, but also, you know, Yennefer, once again, you know, now in this case it's actual people, but she's brainwashed all of them to have an orgy in front of her that she's not participating in, she just likes watching sex, or studying sex, because again, she's not comfortable with her body, um... Really quickly to circle back, I'm, I got so much to talk about, uh, which is this is getting close to the timelines converging. And, and what I said earlier about how could Kahir be working for Dooney, but that's ten years after the Dooney Hedgehog uh, scene, and by then Pavetta and Dooney are thought to be dead at sea, right? Because Siri's with Grandma, and then Grandma, you know, p- 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 um, and, and Calanthi sends Siri away, in the, you know, in, in, in that first scene, up oh, here is gorgeous Anya Chalotra with the lipstick, Yennefer and like Gooseberries, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and, and- I don't think Tosaya is really here, right? She's just having a little a t- discussion in her brain with, with her, her master. And they got to keep Tosaya active because she gives the big pump-up speech at the end, which is one of my favorite things ever. And I've been, I've been sort of paraphrasing it online in, in numerous contexts and talking about it here because she keeps giving the lessons to Yedifer about controlling the chaos and control yourself, control your feelings, you know, the whole Jedi thing unlike the Jedi, who up till the end you know, won't admit, you know, even with Luke sees Rey, and Rey's powerful, and it's so good, but she is emotional, but she's drawing positively from the, mo- the emotion, the Jedi are never admitting that you know, good good guys can and should channel positive emotion to save people and be powerful, like Obi-Wan taking down Darth Maul when Qui-Gon gets killed in episode 1 The Phantom Menace, anyways, away from Star Wars, the point is, to science speech at the end, you know, is is, it, it's not supposed to be funny because the stakes are so high and with the dramatic music and all the murder and fighting and killing it's not like actually funny but if you think about you know her speeches to Yennefer the entire time and then she's kind of like you know as I said w- between the Hulk and Natasha Romanoff Black Widow in New York and the Avengers when Natasha says "And we could use a little worse she's basically like remember Yennefer that time remember all those times when I told you not to use the chaos well, right now would be a really good time to use the chaos just you know, just like Steve Again Steve Rogers says to Bruce Banner In uh, Dr. Banner now would be a really good time To get angry Of course the mirror here again is In a one of many classic Avengers lines Bruce Banner as he's turning Into the Hulk turns back to Cap And he goes that's my secret Cap I'm always angry Boom into the Hulk And then smashes the giant Shatari. And all of a sudden we have the Avengers, glorious Avengers circle With the glorious Avengers music And now Loki's getting scared And he's calling all the armies Because We've got a Hulk. <laughs> and the same thing is with the Yennefer. You know, and the secret with the Yennefer is she's always angry. And that's exactly what Tessiah, you know, uh, uh, is, is trying to push her buttons positively at the end, and, you know, I'm sure if her and Tosaya have a conversation uh, down the road in the show, again, I can't remember from the books how, how much, how engaged Tosaya is, but if they were to have a conversation real, or just sort of imagine, well, maybe Tosaya is here, and she came through a portal, um, uh, it, you know, I think tosiah would say, look, In that moment, we need you to create a fireball big enough to end the Nilfgaardian army for literally years and hold their advance... Um, again I keep missing So Amir at this point In the series timeline Where you know she's in the woods The present timeline if you will uh, You know Dooney would be the Emperor of Nilfgaard Just nobody knows that Other than you now sorry um, We know it uh, And uh, it, 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 And again like Yennefer's backstory We get some of in the much later books in the series saga Where she's reminiscing about it Maybe has some flashbacks We do get little bits and pieces about Emperor Amir von Emerus, but it is just Dune. you come back from the dead, essentially. Dead in quotes. Is Tessiah here? Yep, oh, she actually came. She came through the portal. It's so cool. The portals are amazing, and what I love is it, it, the sound and even the sort of watery effects of some of the portals are reminiscent of Stargate. You know, I'm a big proponent of Uh, both in reality, the intersection of mysticism, science, um, and and stuff, you know, quantum physics, uh, and spirituality, and so forth, but definitely in my fiction, things like Dune and Star Wars that combine, whoops, he has to kill the guy, (laughs) or knock him out at least, Uh, you know, I love the intersection of sci-fi and fantasy, and I know they're not trying to actually be Stargates, but it's essentially the same thing, it's just that they're creating many Stargates, many portals to get where they want to go, so okay, here it comes. Here it comes. This is it. This is it. Gerald has to beg for help. Here's some naked people. Oh, there's a naked dude. <laughs> Welcome to my home. You're the mayor of Rend. So, what's great about this episode is... And again, having read the books and then watching this numerous times, it's obvious. But if you watch closely, guys, Yennefer is immediately sexually attracted to Geralt with her mask and how she's sexually talking to him. He's so focused both on, I mean, he's mostly focused on Yaskier not dying. And of course, he's also distracted by the giant orgy, which makes no sense, which again is just Yennefer, you know, entertaining herself, amusing herself. And it's not until he starts processing... Yennefer that he starts you know and she basically her payment is demanding sex with him so the woman's demanding sex as payment and a nice role reversal of gender especially in such times mm, here we go so again this flips the Game of Thrones thing on his head this is so Game of Thrones it's even more over the time than Game of Thrones but then Yennefer says Ragamuffin which I, I mean I know Ragamuffin is an old older word than reggae but like it's hey, pasta ragamuffin junior gong Damien marley <laughs> you know what i mean sh- that, that, that's the keyword word to end all this madness is ragamuffin normally dandelion i think would be so into this but how? oh there she is there's the shot that's the shot that sold everyone on Jennifer. <laughs> he's he's just confused at this point right up to the boobs and it it's great too. I mean if he's gonna be suffering horribly physically while Geralt negotiates with this mysterious, gorgeous enchantress, I uh might as well you might as well throw Dandelion at a bunch of boobs. That's where he likes to be. And quite a bit more. She's already decided she wants to sleep with him. He's already realizing that she wants to sleep with him. And it's not until they sleep together and he thinks about it. Uh, and, and that he starts thinking about it. But guys, I will tell you that they do stick loyally to the books. In that they don't tell us exactly what Geralt's thir- thir- third wish is. You know, from from a general standpoint. It's, you know, they talk about binding their fates together. Um, the he, Lilac and Gooseberry's bitch account. Or one of the other Yennefer accounts. Said something like... Uh, today when I was online Was saying something like you know I hope that what he Was the, the last wish was just I never want to lose her and I think That's exactly on point I don't think It's like bind her to me like A slave because that's not how he acts Towards her and whenever he tries to explain it He tries to explain that's not what it was He never tells her as far as I know but he Certainly doesn't tell us and so it's left To our imagination both here and in the book What the last wish is exactly um, And how fate works And destiny and it's actually not until the Witcher 3 that they resolve it in the Witcher 3 you go on a a side mission with Yennefer into the middle of the ocean where she's found the genie and you have to go through a little quest where you you search the boat and use witcher skills and you get the genie look at her she's what spells can you cast with, with your hands call it professional curiosity she's so she's so turned on um but guys what's also left to our imagination in the book and i'm glad they do it here is we are never clear why gerald is in love with her other than she's gorgeous now the thing I really hope I don't miss, and I've teased in past episodes of this, in my commentaries, is, in the book, the first time we, since this is the first meeting of us with Yennefer in the book, as well as Geralt, we don't know about her being the hunchback, we just assume she's a gorgeous enchantress, maybe magic was involved, but not as deformed as she really was. But as he's saving her And making the final wish She has a brief mind meld With Yennefer In which she sees her As the hunchback And it's implied heavily And again Like Geralt Andrey Slomkovsky For all the blood And bad guys In the war Is actually You know A very Not only like Politically progressive And liberal guy But he's a softy On the inside Just like Geralt He's very sentimental About his characters And that's why They have so many Sweet moments And why ultimately We (laughs) So I miss the rag rag Ragabuffet And then they all stop And they wonder where they are And they're all naked Man, Yennefer's the worst Of course, she can't leave So I guess this is her You know Her way of getting Bizarre entertainment Is bringing them to her In her little mini tower here Now Now the witcher's still concentrating on on getting dandelion healed he must already be physically attracted to her but but she's thinking about it way more what i was gonna say is i'm not gonna say she falls in love with him before he knows because it's still very much a lust and part of her insecurity is uh, you you know when they have the breakup scene in the next episode uh, you know she says oh you've been lying to me about the last wish which again is left to our imaginations um uh, but but it's really insecurity Because she is way too immature to love And while Geralt is someone inexperienced Not in sex, as we all say But in love He is much more sure and confident in it And so they have they can't communicate Because they're just on different levels About whether it's a lust relationship or a love Here it is The shot straight from The Witcher 3 I was going to say They resolve the last wish in, in The Witcher 3 And they get rid of the binding of the last wish In The Witcher 3 In this sort of mini-mission and you as a player get to decide whether to tell Yennefer that you still have feelings for her or you don't, I of course always say I still have feelings for you I think the only way To end up with Chris Marigold Is a number of decisions But one of them Would for sure be Oh my god Anya Chalotra Goddamn. and she And she's just admiring The man meat That's Henry Cavill And it's so funny Because you know Just like Chris Pine Jokes about how easy His job was in Wonder Woman Because it's so easy To fall in love With Gal Gadot Not just because She's beautiful But because of her Perkiness And hu- insane charisma And love And laughter And everything He jokes about how how easy his job was. He just had to fall in love with Gal Gadot as Diana Prince. That was no problem. It's sort of a reverse here. I mean, Anya is gorgeous, and she obviously agrees to show her beautiful body a lot, and that was her decision, and that's totally fine. I, I didn't need it. Uh, you know, I'm not such a voyeur like that. I guess I'm a little bit of a... I'm not a... I'm a little bit of a prude when it comes to, like, kissing and nudity on TV. It's a little weird for me to see people that are not, like, close friends or relatives, you know, but especially, like, a girlfriend or, or somebody I'm intimate with, then it's very natural. That's how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to see total strangers naked all the time, but that's why the two fake orgy scenes that we saw a couple episodes ago with the illusion as she's sleeping with this dread before a transformation, and then the one we just saw, Ragamuffin, with dandelion floating among all the boobs, um, is, you know, is flipping the Game of Thrones tropes on its head. It's like, well, we're gonna give you guys a little bit of the guilty pleasure, and then we're gonna show you that it was all just a big joke and a trick, and, you know... And that's that's a commentary in and of itself. Now she's starting to win him over with with her her wit and her humor. Maybe someplace you seem to find Coin pretty charming yourself, right? She's been making bank, capitalizing political situation. So you know. To, to temporarily close the thought in the book when they do the brief mind meld at the end which I'm going to see I, I haven't noticed yet in these watchings I'll watch at the end during the craziness if they have the brief mind meld but my feeling is while he is in lust with her and, and has weird feelings that he can't explain about Yennefer because she's, she's way even more awful and, and unlikable dislikable whatever than this in the book and again we don't have all the backstory uh, of what she went through so we're not as sympathetic and we're just not as familiar with the character it's just a different it's just a different beast but um oh she he, what's her not suits she should totally get nommed <laughs> and line, just passed out that's the thing you don't even need jaskier to do a whole lot a little tight I believe my size you have quite right. I mean, it's just constant sexual innuendo, but what's funny is it, you know, it it, it I- Again, just like Siri takes qualities from Luke Skywalker, who took qualities from Paul Atreides in Dune, it's hard to know how much Lobkovsky was directly drawing from Star Wars. It's undeniable that these two's back and forth love hate love hate love hate is very Han and Leia from Empire Strikes Back. The difference is their love hates thing, being separated, coming together, being separated, coming together, happens over and over again, Um, and, and, and you know again until you play the video game, and even then, it's not assured that they end up to together and right off into the sunset or whatever i think mostly they right off into the sunset if you play like all the game you know or whatever but it's never assured that that's going to happen um and and so my theory is he doesn't fall in love with her until he sees the hunchback because then he sees to the core of her but he also sees what i've been describing which is it's not just that she was transformed into this beautiful creature, but that th- there was, a, a, there, you know, a, a, a negative journey towards heartlessness and selfishness that was part of it. And, you know, I talked about going from ugly on the outside, to beautiful on the inside, and then it flips. That's certainly the case with Yennefer. And even though she saves the world at the end of the season, she still has some growth to do. Now, again, the next season with Blood of Elves, and if they do... um Book two, time of contempt. Oh, there's the genie. Now she's gonna start putting it together. Do you go on. Tell me how stuff works. She's such a bitch. <laughs> and that's the thing. She totally disarms him. He can't reason with her. He's condescending towards everyone because he's he thinks it, and he is mostly wiser, even than, especially than like kings and queens like Calanthe and and uh, and you know and so forth. Um, uh, but he, 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 can never one-up her in, in, brains, or, or even, like, dark humor, or so forth. Um, and... But I think he, it's not that he just sees the hunchback, he sees the vulnerability of her when she was the hunchback, but also her good heart. And, you know, Geralt is a rec, you know, always wants to reclaim people, just like Siri wants to reclaim people, you know, just like Ray with everybody and Luke with his father and so forth, you know, it's the whole redemption arc. He thinks he can redeem her. Like in every dysfunctional relationship, the man thinks he can fix the woman or the woman thinks she can fix the man and he's really a good guy deep down. He just acts like an asshole or whatever. Now, of course, you know, kissing is the most intimate thing, I think, because, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be directly a sexual act. It can lead to sex, either at the moment or later. But you also can kiss someone and have a very deep moment with them. Uh, she used the poison lipstick. And in this time, now he goes around town murdering and beating up people. Just so she can manipulate him as part of her game. And so, again, he should really really hate this awful woman and that's why Dandelion is getting on him in the next episode about how he can't understand what Geralt sees in Yennefer with all the beautiful women out there that are easy to sleep with or just easier to deal with why 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 Yennefer so this is great this is exactly how it's played in the book where he goes on a rampage that he's only vaguely aware of, Yedifer has so many reasons as usual for doing it. One's to fuck with him, one's to test him, but the other one is she's decided that her lust for him is is way outweighed by trying to control this genie because, as she says, she wants everything. Look at the way they're using handheld camera here with the elf in the prison, through the bars, great shooting, again very reminiscent of the of the up up in your grill tense uh, tents uh handheld stuff from from Daredevil, um where, where so many of these, these folks hail from. Or at least uh sharpen their teeth then. <laughs> the guards were there to abet. Oh, and the thing is, even though this guy w- warned Geralt against Sienna Fur, he, cause he's a noble elf, uh, again, the dwarfs are ultimately noble, uh, you know, all the non humans are, are made to look so good, it, just in comparison. Even the elves that threatened to kill him and capture him in episode two with Dandelion in Edge of the World, I admit I could have better prepared you. Look at the, you're under her spell, aren't you? Yeah. You know where this conversation is going um, but this, in the book it's it's very touching that you know that an elf let's put it this way even if Yennefer was just a lovely aristocratic lady, it would never happen with an elf who was an outsider in society unless like it was a dooney situation where they were just madly in love. so he couldn't have her anyway, but then her being also a crazy witch. And I love just You know in the book And here How open Um Oh fuck I'm finally to play with one Yeah Everyone's such an idiot I think they could take on the witcher You know Uh oh Here's Yennefer with the dark magic she, Naked again On Yuselotra Unbelievable She doesn't give a fuck and she's gonna draw that of Dandelion, who she's healed, but she's only healed him because he, she wants to get the last wish. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a little confusing. She doesn't want the last wish, but until someone makes the last, until the person in control of the genie makes the last wish, she thinks that's her opportunity. So for now, it's Dandelion. Did we? Did they, did they fuck? Do the, uh, he's so scared of her. Do not, definitely do not butter that biscuit. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, I was saying earlier, you know, his mistrust bordering on real dislike is nowhere well enough to hate her. But his real distaste and dislike for Yennefer is meant to carry directly over to the next episode. And part of what drives a wedge... Oh, no, I shouldn't say this. Part of... One uh, uh, of the many irrational reasons that Geralt gets pissed at, at, at Dandelion and drives him away is because Dandelion's talking shit about Yennefer. Right, make a damn wish. They have No one's realized yet. Oh, this is great coming up. So Geralt... Has Geralt made a first wish yet? Because C- he... Uh, there's the smiling. There's the smile. He's letting this guy beat him up. He's gonna kill him. And then he's gonna wish for this guy's head to explode. I think and it goes. It goes pop. So you know, it's left up to you guys about how you feel about Yennefer at this point. She's gotten beautiful and powerful, but increasingly, you know, inhuman and inhumane. You know, I guess her last moment was when she buried the baby. But even then, she, she said to the baby, you know, I'm sorry you didn't have a life. There wasn't much sympathy or empathy. Here comes. He just wished this and it's going to happen. Whoop! <laughs> That's an amazing effect. I mean, you know, Cronenberg famously did that decades ago with the exploding heads. That looked great. You're the one with the wishes. The elf, the elf covered in blood. Up oh, there's two. So, what was the first wish? What was the first wish? That's interesting. The discussion's always about the last wish. Now I'm wondering about the first, the first wish. Um, and, and so it's up—it's up to the viewer if you—if you—if this is your first Witcher experience, it's sort of up to you guys about how you feel about Yennefer after this. But that's why it was crucial that even though there's a, another sort of time jump that we immediately get these three main characters, her, Geralt, and Dandelion, together on the adventure with the dragons in the next episode, partially because they want to do dragons and really step it up, uh, leading to the final two-part finale, essentially. Here comes the elder talk. She's so fucking arrogant and obsessed with power, she thinks she can control a genie. Yeah. Yeah. They're about to leave And then Yaskier of course is gonna Is gonna blow up Yennefer's spot And Geralt goes immediately back to save her So it's up to you guys about how you feel about Yennefer after this It's important that, again that we get it The next episode a lot of romance Yes they do break up at the end And you know they're trying to string people along Like oh they're never gonna get back together again I mean, That's not true They see each other between now and next season And they're gonna keep seeing each other on and off. The romance is it, it continues to be more and more Stormy and complicated here he goes <laughs> let's pray for her on our way out of town oh uh, there he goes uh, oh fuck the elf understands dandelion cannot uh, dandelion cannot understand yeah i recognize the look i know how you feel you're making me uncomfortable the elf doesn't even try and re- reason with him Because he's irrationally in love That's the whole point The whole point is not that they're rivals For Yennefer That's clearly not the case And the whole point is not that It's an elf that's in love with a human sorceress That's also very interesting In terms of world building But that the elf does Unlike Dandelion Who really cannot understand Dandelion's like us We're, You know Other than the fact that she's hot And sexy She's put a spell on him But like the elf It's not a direct spell and, and it's totally irrational Love is irrational. And that wry smile on the elf's face when he when he tries to stop Geralt. And Geralt says, "Let go of me. You're making me uncomfortable." But the elf at that point doesn't even try. He knows what's going on. The gin isn't weakening. Up oh, here, she is naked again. God, is she comfortable in her body? It's important though because it keeps stressing the fact that you know our body is but a vessel, as as they say. You're the Jin's master. Um, And, you know, we see a lot of shirtless Geralt. It'll be interesting to see if we see penis. I think Alistair said there's penis. Okay, so we gotta pay attention here. Right, becoming the vessel. He just used the word vessel. Can't you see what this is doing to you? This is a much longer argument in the book because you have time again. For the purpose of tension and moving the episode along, they just went straight to sort of the final part of this fuck off. She screams. She's got to get nominated. I mean, if Claire Danes can get nominated for being a psychopath and crying and ugly crying and screaming all the time, and, and you know, the Game of Thrones ladies can get nominated for being tortured and they're naked and they're nudity. got to nominate her. Got to nominate Anya Chalotra. Maybe it won't happen the first season, but she deserves it. Yep, and the whole place goes down, and just like this, the whole house literally comes down. Oh, her eyes are fully red. You could chose not to be a witcher. This this voice modulation, of course, is straight from another Lord of the Rings nod. Is straight from Galadriel, you know, when she's tempted by the ring. Briefly, I'll be a queen, dark and beautiful, stronger than the foundations of the earth. All shall love me and despair, and that's what's going on with the Enfer. She wants. Here's the wish. Fuck, I missed it again. Did they? Did he get a mind meld? Yeah, they don't do it. They don't do it. I think that's a mistake. They think, the, the showrunners think that because we witnessed Yennefer's previous self that Geralt, you know, will somehow realize it. But it didn't happen. Didn't happen. On my third watching, I still didn't notice it. There's the genie. Does he get any kind of... Okay. So now the house really is coming. (laughs) Bringing the house down. A -a (laughs) ragamuffin. Oh, man. Oh, man. Woo! Magic. The magic so... (laughs) I mean, the thing is, the dragons are great, but by the time the dragons come next episode... You know, we've seen so much good magic. But yeah, it was important that next episode, even though it ends in disaster, that they were lovey-dovey and romantic for a while... Before she realized what was going on, and Geralt realized that you know he wasn't telling the full truth, and maybe should have, but she doesn't understand it because she's a child <laughs> in terms of maturity. She could not have survived it. Oh, he's genuinely said this guy is amazing. This guy's MVP of side characters in this episode and one in the series. He's so great because this elf has way more character exposition and emotional talk and, and trying to reason with Geralt in the um. In the book, but this actor just plays it all on his face, killing it. Up uh, here, there. Wait, hold on. Do we see mind meld? Still haven't seen anything. He's now he's 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 done. He's stricken. He's in love. He's in love with this this uh, power obsessed woman. It's me, Geralt. He feels like he's known her for the whole life. So they're heavily implying the mind meld. But we don't actually see it. I think that's a mistake. They could have flashed. I don't know who you are. They could have easily flashed him seeing her, 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 uh, you know, ugly but beautiful, w- ugly self, but when she still had a pure heart. No more havoc than you. Right. Jinns are only. <laughs> Does he? When did you last feel happy when you were trapped? Right. <laughs> it was a fine town till you came along. He's laughing. That was going so bigly. uh uh Like a drowning fish. Sorry. This is a killer scene between these two. This is it. This is it. You know, and again, this makes way more sense in the series. And so to go all the way back to the beginning where I said, I can't believe they had the balls to even take on this episode, it's way more convincing in terms of how it's framed and they can move through it more quickly. But because again, we've seen the Yennefer origin story and we spent so much time with Geralt, this is already making way more sense. And the fact that they just go at it and they're playing like really upbeat Scottish Celtic music right now is very funny, very fitting and the elf just watches them and what's great again with the elf is of course there's going to be some envy on uh, on him but mostly he's just happy f- for her that that, he, that she's alive does he see up oh, his face drops a little bit they're doing the thing he's watching it and he's smiling he's smiling to himself and now he's laughing actually this frees him from a spell in the way you know him watching he's trying his whole you know they're alive he's just happy oh the elves are so great the good elves are so great he cares about life and dandelion after being thrown into an orgy half dead is going to see this <laughs> and he's going oh no oh no they're alive and they can't they're watching look at the elf the is this okay here's the guy who's playing the elf come on did he see mm. i was right about you i think Ch Chir- Chiriadon Chiridon is the elf i was right about you too which part There's a number of things with her. This is her neurosis. Doesn't matter. Okay, okay. My plan worked, right? So on previous watchings, the thing that he's not telling her is just the last. The what the last wish was. Any fool can see. She's insecure though. If she, what'd you wish for? But but Gerald here on, on, on repeat watchings when he says it doesn't matter. What I was right about what he's right about was he had a sense that she has a good heart deep down in addition to being beautiful and complicated and powerful and uh, I would have shown it even if it was like almost a subliminal flash him seeing her it's such an obvious move from the book and after taking on this ballsy material you know and taking it so loyally as I keep praising the show in general but especially these last two episodes and this episode so loyal to the material of The Last Wish you know, to then not, you know, do the thing, the, the, the moment where he physically in his brain sees who she used to be. That, 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 was them trying to be a little too cute and too subtle. I think that's my critique. Now there's two possibilities. One, I keep missing the brief mind meld moment, but I'm now convinced that it's not the case. Now doing commentary here's fake mouse sack. And again, not, not generally a fan of, of this sort of mustache twirling, because changelings are a part of the universe, again, this is them being a little cute, they're like, well, we know there's changelings, and we're not going to have time to tell the amazing story of Doodoo, uh, you know, who's the changeling they find who causes trouble in the town, and, and Dandelion and Gerald and the dwarf and a bunch of other <laughs> freaks, quote-unquote, have to figure out how to, you know... <laughs> get everyone out of trouble that the changeling's caused trouble for but also they don't want him to get murdered because that's what's going to happen if they find out because they don't even consider him a sort of living creature like he's even below the changeling that they meet Dudu is even below the elves and dwarves and again in The Witcher 3 it pays off because you need Dudu to impersonate a very important lord for them to rescue Dandelion and so Dudu ends up becoming their buddy after they after they save him after Geralt saves him in, in, in it, and so, anyways, what I'm saying is that they wanted to work in the changeling thing, and they knew the forest was going to be different, and Geralt wasn't going to be there to save from the dryads, and the dryads were going to be something different. By the way, dryads all women. It, it's I was sort of wrong. It's not just a cult. They, they are technically a you know a sp- subspecies, but they specifically breed with human and elf men, and so there's both human and elf blood flowing through them. But they also drink the magical waters and stuff. So they're sort of the these hybrid uh cr- creatures that are one with the forest you've been so kind to me, Freya allen killing it, in a siri mouse no, right. The Elf Boy is already looking suspiciously at him. Now, she puts it together... So, the Elf Boy puts it together in a couple episodes, and then she says, Wait a minute, you have arthritis in your left leg. It's, you know, it, it makes Siri look a little dumb, uh, but but because they increase Siri's sort of power display throughout the season uh, to show her strength coming up, I don't really care. So, while this is a great episode, there's two moments, in my opinion, of being too cute. I said there was two possibilities when it comes to the too-cuteness of... Uh, of, uh, you know, implying that Geralt had a, a vision of the past Yennefer, but we don't see it. Um, I, maybe I missed it. I don't think that's the case. The other one is maybe it's not as important as I think, and I'm just being a book loyalist. The other thing, which is way more important in terms of carrying over multiple episodes and how different it is from the book, of course, is that the dryads are already being sweet to Ciri, and, and which is not you know which is not the case in the books. I thought that they're being mean to her, but the, the, they're saying like you can't leave Brokaw and Forest. Like nobody leaves. Bro- that are you know if you leave you're you're not leaving alive but this this embracing but she's feeling the power this this beautiful middle-aged black woman who i keep praising who's doing an amazing job again great side character casting um mothering siri uh, because we don't have trace and yennefer to mother her yet but they wanted to threaten the forest they decided that the dryads were not going to be it um, and so it was going to be the fake mouse sack. This is such a TV thing. And so really... It, uh, as I've been trying to get to... The Rose of Sentra is another great, another great tune. Nice job, team. So I've been, what I've been trying to get to this whole time is... While well, on the surface the major change with Ciri and on Forest Is not meeting up with Geralt for the first time... And then separating and then coming back together... That is is less egregious because it's executed well. And hearing you know Lauren Hissrich talk about it, like I understand it was a tough decision and why they did it. But introducing you know Changeling, um, uh, introducing Changeling. Um, mouse eye into the situation it was totally unnecessary, and they could have made the dryads still kind of menacing, and they could have made the new story that Siri was the one who stood up to the dryads and gave like the big Geralt speech and whatever that um, mixed with what we just saw implied, which was that the head of the dryads who gave her the motherly hug w- w- gave a look at that moment like she could sense the power. There's so much they could have done with all of those characters before the fake mouse hack came. So, you know, I- I'll stop harping on that. And and, you know, the next episode's the Dragon episode. And because we get, as I talk about, the next episode's the Avengers episode. We don't have Siri, but we do get Yen, uh, Geralt, and Dandelion together. So we got, you know, half the Avengers team together. And as I say, you know, the classic Avengers move is to get them together, have a love fest, just in time for them to start arguing irrationally and all break up, which, of course, happens. Uh, and, and at the end of, of six, setting up their, uh, the, you know, the dandelion leaving um, for the last two episodes. That was the right call, especially because I, as I said, blood of elves starts with an amazing scene of dandelion playing the ballad of Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri for a whole bunch of people. But then uh, orience, uh, um Rions, the first of many sorcerers that, tr- on behalf of Nilfgaard, that try and come and murder them and steal Ciri away, tortures. Uh, 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 Dandelion almost kills him but, but but before that there's a great Political and social discussion among all the Dwarves and elves and humans and other beings That are listening to Dandelion They all love Dandelion, they all love the story But there's debate about who, you know, is Carol real? Is Yennefer real? Is this all made up? But and then the lion thinks he's not, is being coy and uh, sly, should I should say sly about it. But you know, as the ennefer points out, after she saves his ass from Ryan's, Ryan's is that you know he just needs to stop talking about the lion cub of Sintra, who shall not be named, Siri. um just stop talking about her. And she says, "Look, you can talk about Gerald tonight as much as you want, but the other thing is, you know, my impression because I had read these first two books, Last Wish and Sword of Destiny, a, a bunch a bunch of times uh, before revisiting the series books, starting with Blood of Elves, which of course is going to be next season. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to close this up. I just want to finish this thought, which is... You know, I had remembered the reconciliation between Dandelion and Yennefer happening much later because their brief time together, as we'll see in the next episode, they really dislike each other. and are you know, always competing for Geralt's affections and don't trust the other one to, you know, do right by Geralt. Obviously, Dandelion, even though he's a dumb arrogant motherfucker a lot of the times, he's always trying to do right by Geralt for the most part. Even when he doesn't, he's trying to. Yennefer obviously always has her own motives, um, but, but in. that scene where she rescues him is when she thanks him and tells him that you know she even though despite her problems with Geralt she's happy that he had a traveling partner and Dandelion's like oh this is shocking I thought you despised me and she admits she didn't like him at first and so you know as I said it seems on the surface like they're accelerating the maturity of everyone here and indeed you know particularly Geralt and Yennefer will continue to be up and down and stormy in terms of their romance Um, but because, you know, Dandelion and Geralt are locked in as buddies pretty soon going forward, even though Dandelion comes in and out, as you'd expect with the Bard in a sort of, you know, 1B, um, you know, um, sort of between a primary and a secondary character, um, uh, I mean, in spirit, in in terms of my book, he's a, he's a primary character, but... It doesn't need to be there all the time um, but because of Ciri, you know and, and Yennefer and Geralt and all the witchers and Triss and every good person uh, or some people who have a good heart buried deep down below the, 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 the caverns and and, uh, and wall, thick concrete and rock walls of hard coldness like Yennefer does have a good heart deep down yeah, Siri pulls it out and so, you know, they're doing the right thing by accelerating their maturity even though they fight next episode, but then they all start acting more like grown ups in the last two episodes as the world starts ending with the Nilfgaard invasion and Sodden Hill and so forth. Okay, I'll stop. Um, I, I'm just extreme. After reading Blood of Elves, you know, I'm trying not to give too much away. I'm just really pumped for next season, especially because the uh, the series <laughs> I'm going to be the best witcher of all the witches, Siri. You know, if, if you're just watching this for the first time, you might be like, Bizzle, we, who is this series? She's just a, a trapped girl in the woods playing like a helpless Disney. Disney. Disney princess, you guys do not know. After a couple years of Witcher training, which happens between now and next season, she's immediately cocky, balls to the wall, brave, and you know, curious about everything, enthusiastic about everything, and so, as much of a feminist work with all the strong female characters, good, bad, and otherwise, that the Witcher series is, you haven't, you ain't seen nothing until you see Siri the Witcher*. Um and then of course things get Complicated for her so oh um Okay thank you so much for joining me This is an amazing episode it's great In the book it's a little painful in the Book because it's pages and pages and pages Of, of Gerald and for arguing and yelling at each Other so in some ways this will be My preferred version um And uh it, They just they abs- other than my Couple complaints again mostly having to do With the series uh, side story Um they absolutely nailed it In spirit and uh, the I'll talk about the dragon story as well because that one is also very loyal to one of the stories in the book from Sword of Destiny. The last two episodes is going to be complicated, because that level of warfare we know happened, and we know about the death in Sodden Hill, but they had to take the liberty to make that the big battle episodes, especially because we know in the lore that it happened, and we we have to see it in the first season to, sh- to, sh- to you know, throw the gauntlet back at Game of Thrones, who I guess can't respond at this point, but to throw the gauntlet down to the audience and say... We're gonna show you in season one, stuff as good or better than anything, or most of the stuff you see in Game of Thrones. So, just wait till season two, three, four, and five. So, thank you guys so much for joining me. I love this series. I love been doing the commentaries and uh i love been doing the commentaries i love it so much i can't even speak english i'll be coming back with you soon with the final three com uh commentaries um if i can get this out on time it's december 31st so happy new year please be safe and have a wonderful time and a wonderful new year and i will see you in 2020 for some more witcher because we're gonna get the best witcher of all the witches